Beast High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I am Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 83 of High School Musical 2. Minute 83 starts out with the song music kicking in, <laughs> while Gabriella says, but I also meant what I said, and ends with Gabriella singing, I gotta go. Yes, two notes. One, we're in the same room, so if you uh, sense that our energy is even tighter and our comedic timing is even better, then that's why. Or if I'm paying attention just a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Also, yeah, we get a new song in this minute. Gotta go my own way. Yeah. Which is not, uh, who's, who's, go your own way? It's like a classic rock song. You can go your own way. Who sings that? I don't know. I've seen it live before. It's in like Forrest Gump when he's running. Is it? Hold on. I definitely like saw that live recently. Not because I was at a concert that that was like, it was like a cover band because that's most of the shows I work right now are cover bands. Go Your Own Way. Is that Fleetwood Mac? There is a Fleetwood Mac song called Go Your Own Way, but I I feel like I would know if... The, the famous Go Your Own Way song was was just Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Fleetwood Mac. And no, we- yeah, now that I'm looking at it, yeah. And I also literally just saw that, like, last week. They were, like, a Fleetwood Mac cover band was at. <laughs> I feel like maybe the two times in my life I've listened to Fleetwood Mac rumors, I've just skipped it because I didn't actually want to listen to the, the up-tempo number. <laughs> well, you've also worked... Fleetwood Mac cover band shows before. I don't think I have. You've not worked Rumors? No, I don't think so. They're pretty good. Yeah. So to introduce this song, Gotta Go My Own Way, it was written and produced by Andy Dodd and Adam Watts. So not our normal duo, but maybe the same person that did the other Vanessa Hudgens song? (laughs) Yeah, okay. So now we need to look up, okay, the the song from the previous movie, which we jokingly in this podcast call hopelessly devoted to you because we can never remember what it's called but it's actually called i know the first part is uh, it's uh, it's uh, i'm drawing a blank right now hopelessly devoted <laughs> nope not that one that's the one that we pretend it is when there was me and when you there was me and you that one was jamie houston but Andy Dodd and Adam Watts did do what I've been looking for. Oh. So. It's hard to believe. That we couldn't sneeze. So, so yeah. So, we they're returning from HSM1 back to, to <laughs> sing another day. Yeah. So, it. I mean, the funny thing in this minute is that just, like, immediately that their argument turns into a song. Like, Gabriella's saying, no, I want to remember my summer. But not like this. Yeah. Which, yeah, call out Troy on this. Like, he's not been great and he's been flaky. Like, Gabriella's not been as accommodating. Like, I see. Like, yeah, you're doing. <laughs> they're the Like we keep saying, communication is bad. <laughs> uh, it's funny because she's like, she said, I want this to be a summer that I remember. And I was like, oh, you're definitely going to remember this summer now. But then she said, but not like this. I was like, okay, yes. The negative associations are not the thing that you're trying to remember. 
But <laughs> she's definitely going to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I think this, uh, us comparing it to When There Was Me and You makes sense. It's got similar, like, Vanessa Hudgens songs or, like, any kind of pop star in the early, mid-2000s. They all have a similar vibe to them. I mean, it's definitely, like, okay, the only reason I remember When There Was Me and You as a thing is because I've heard it three or four times in my life at this point. The first two times being when we covered it in the, in the main show, and then the next two times being when we talked about High School Musical in concert. So that's probably the reason why I remember it so well. And I do and I do kind of like when there was me and you. It's um, it's kitschy. Kitschy or catchy? Both. <laughs> the 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 reused lines, the tropes, the the okay, the vagueness. So, so what I like about when there was me and you is that it like has like the the story tale, story tale, that's not a phrase. Storybook, fairy tale like motif that they're like importing from like this isn't a Disney movie. This is, you know, real love and real love doesn't always go the way you planned in when there was me and you. And so like that, like that song had an extra layer to it. It was like, okay, I'm going to sing a sad song about how I'm not really fitting in at this school or how this relationship isn't working the way I had hoped. And it's got like that. It's not like it was the fairy tales. Mm -hmm. And that was clever for the first movie. In this movie... The qualifier for the first movie. That was clever. For the first movie standard. <laughs> In general, it was like a good Disney song. Yeah, like yeah. It was a good Disney, like, uh, not power ballad, but like... The I want... It not, it's not an I want song, like a, but it's kind like of a, an like I want song. Like a breakup song. song, like the yeah. Meg song from Hercules. Yeah. Uh-huh. I won't say I'm in love. What a good jam. <laughs> and now we get this song, Gotta Go My Own Way. Which I don't want to like come out super negative on because I'm not super negative on it. But like I tend to do in this podcast, I have like a ge- generally Knee-jerk. not not completely on board stance right away. And then you get there. So <laughs> she's going to get there. <laughs> yeah, because I probably also started out with when there was me and you being like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> I think this song is more... It's the first and only song in the movie that has felt like, oh, we replaced this scene with a song. Like, they were like, this scene would have normally happened, but they're singing it this time. It was very, it's very, like, old school musical. Yeah, like in a musical where, like, okay, the plot is happening and now the plot is happening in in song form. Yeah, we have not had that and we keep bringing that up that, like, the songs are songs for the sake of song or the few diegetic songs that we've had, but, like, no song that is actually taken over plot. Yeah, it's like in The Greatest Showman how, like, none of the songs are, like, plot songs except for that one song in the bar where they're, like, talking about their plan of, like, oh, we're gonna be business partners and it'll be great. And you're like, this is, like, the only song that works. You're like, this because this is, like, a musical song, not just, like, some other song that you put in as, like, oh, we'll have a musical number here. And so I don't necessarily know. If, I'm not going to make the <laughs> argument that this song works in this context because... You haven't gotten through the whole song yet? <laughs> because I'm not convinced yet. But for now, yeah. I, again, it's really funny that she says, but not like this. 
And then she just starts singing. I gotta say it's, what's on my mind. <laughs> I gotta say what's on my mind. Yeah, which we noticed because we looked up the lyrics. <laughs> so the soundtrack version and the film version are actually different. Yes. They're different recordings, which we have experienced in the past. I've, I've brought it up before that, oh, these sound a little different. Studio yeah. recording and versus... I don't know how that would be, though. It's not unusual for, like, the movie version and the soundtrack version to be different. I mean, it's not common, but it happens. And it happened in the last one, so it must be something with the way the the TV movie process works. It's more common with... And this is the thing we're talking about. It's more common when they, like, insert the little pieces of dialogue that connect, like, intro or outro of the song, which is what they're doing here because... When we looked up the lyrics, we were like, okay, the first line of the song is like, dialogue. And Gabriella says, Troy, listen. So when you play this this version of the song from the soundtrack on Spotify or YouTube or whatever, that's what it does. It says, you hear There's Vanessa like, Hudgens' voice. Troy. And then like this really long gap. And, then and, and you can hear her like breathing. <laughs> yeah. She's like getting emotion. She's working up the yeah. emotion to be sad in this song. <laughs> listen. Uh, which we laughed when we heard it because we had just watched the scene yeah and (laughs) we're we're like like, this is so much more convincing in the movie than this it reminds me um when we were children we listened to the nightmare before christmas soundtrack very frequently yeah believe it or not (laughs) we're those kids and that soundtrack was similarly they would they changed the sort of interstitial like the the Patrick Stewart lines that are yeah in on the, the intro and the pro there's an the epilogue prologue, the, yeah and the epilogue yeah. yeah the prologue and the epilogue on the soundtrack are different than in the movie yeah. and recorded by Patrick Stewart instead of the guy who does it in the movie yeah but also but also but also in the middle when Jack is thinking about how to steal Christmas he says on the soundtrack he says Eureka I've got it. This year, Christmas will be ours. But in the movie, he doesn't, or vice versa. Yeah. Like, in one of them, he says Eureka, and one of them, he doesn't. Also, the Jack's Lament has a completely different verse. Like, the entire verse is just different in that versus the movie. But we're not talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. We could. Yet. yet. We could. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> it's on the table, folks. We've talked about it. That's a nice short one, too. It is really 72 short. 72 minutes. It's so short, Tyler. <laughs> and we have so much info on it already in our brains. <laughs> uh, I don't have a ton just loaded into my brain, but I it would be do. interesting. It would be interesting. Um, so. I got to say what's on my, my mind. mind. Something about us doesn't seem right these days. And I really <laughs> like the addition of these days because it the line should just be something about us doesn't seem right. And then the little, like extra notes i don't know what that's called but i like it these these days is just filling out the the bar yeah so the right goes on the one and then these days is just like on the three and four she goes down a little i I think it works for the song it makes it interesting it's a good musical moment yeah life keeps getting in the way whenever we try somehow the plan is always rearranged yeah so it's She's just like 
it's been a mess, Troy. Like, things are not going the way we want. Yeah. It's not, she's not putting blame on. <laughs> That's the interesting thing. That there's no blame, which is really, really nice. She's just like, it's not working right now. So I got to do my own thing. Do what's best for me. But on the Even other. Even though it's Troy's fault. My, com- my, yeah. And my complaint about the song is that that doesn't feel sincere. Well, I think maybe she's realizing, like, oh, I guess I wasn't supporting you. Like, I didn't realize how important this scholarship thing... Like, maybe Sharpay saying, I've been trying to get this scholarship thing that Troy cares so much about, that it, like, clicked, like, oh, shoot, I guess mean, like, giving him a hard time for missing something when, yeah, he's trying to get this, this deal, like, not that it's there in evidence in any way, but she's not placing, like... Troy, you really messed up. You ditched. She didn't pull the Taylor boy rules. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree that like, yeah, it's kind of cool that the songs like, you know, sometimes things aren't working out and that's the tragedy. It's not like, you know, breakups are always tough. But like, you know, if you get into a big argument, it's like, yeah, we should. But if like things are just kind of like awkward, sometimes it's harder to to initiate. And so that is somewhat interesting for the drama of the song to be about. I think, and I, and then the chorus or the pre-chorus, it's so hard to say, but I got to do what's best for me. She says me, but it sounds like she should say may. You know how in songs, like, they, don't, in they don't say me, they say may because that's a sounds easier better. song to, easier sound to sound sing. to sing. And you're like, especially when you're like us and you're reading the subtitles, you're like, okay, it's so hard to say, I got to do what's best for me. Like, you're like, yeah, that's what she's going to say. And then she says me. me. And you're like, what? Um, and then she says you'll be okay you'll be okay and then it jumps right into the chorus it feels like there should be another line there but i don't think so i think it's she's like you'll be okay but i've got to move on and be who i am no no i'm like musically 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 it feels like the pre-chorus should have another two bars or four bars which it's not like it's not like breaking a rule um like it's not musically bad but like when i was first listening to it i was like Oh, that's it? Oh, we're in the chorus now. Okay. Uh, which is fine. So what happens is the first verse is like, things just aren't working out. And then the pre-chorus and the chorus are the main theme of the song. I gotta go my own way. I gotta yeah. do what's best for me. And that's where the song starts to feel not completely genuine to Gabriella's character. I could, yeah, that I can see where you're coming from. And as you said, the idea like, hey, this just isn't working out and I like I don't want to put this extra pressure on you, so let's just call it here. I like that part of the song. But Gabriella is saying like, I don't fit in here. I got to go and do what's best for me. That's not the conflict that she's been dealing with really in this movie. Yes, Sharpay has been like cruel and trying to like jab her fingers into Gabriella. But one, we haven't really gotten those plot beats for a while. Gabriella's actually been doing really good trying to fit in with Ryan. And two, that just like this movie that like they've built up this thing between Gabriella and Troy. It's not about like how Gabriella's not getting what she wants other than time with Troy. It's like she just was working a summer job. Like she just wants to get paid. I do wonder though if some of it has to do with I'm tired of being put in between you and your friends because she keeps ending up being the middleman. Like, oh, I'm sure that's not what he like. <laughs> I'm not an owl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's she's not she never defends Troy in in the interactions where Chad or Taylor like 
overtly get upset about him, but she she never responds, but she keeps it in. And, like, that's not a fun place for her to be in. But the song's not about no, her, like... No, it's not about that. <laughs> like, oh, I always have to keep all of this bottled up inside, and now I'm, let it go, let it go. It's not that. <laughs> well, we don't know. We haven't gone through the whole song yet. Tyler Burch in the first chorus. <laughs> um, let it in, let it out, let it, let it rain, let it snow, let it go. I think this sentiment of be who I am, because if we think about Gabriella's overall journey in East High and with the Wildcats, it's and that's always where it's, that's been where defined by Troy. That, well, no, that's where it's interesting because in the last song, in the last movie with the when song, there was you, when me. there was me and you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the moment we sat down to record, my brain emptied, which in many ways is a good thing, and like in terms of like improv rules. But not good when you need to remember specific things. Um, not for a movies by minute podcast um, where we're constantly referencing everything we've talked um, about. And yet I knew that Nightmare Before Christmas thing somehow. Um, in the last movie, it really did feel like as overly melodramatic as it was in that last movie. It was like, yeah, Gabriella like really felt connected to Troy and then she saw him over a computer say... Gabriella means nothing to me. And she's saying in a, like an emotional song about how she thought this was working out between her and Troy and it actually wasn't. And that song, like however janky for, you know, the pacing of High School Musical 1 overall worked in a sense. I, this song, A, there's the immediacy of her jumping right into the song all of a sudden at the beginning of this minute, which was just funny and one of the... One of the funny effects of doing the movie by minute thing. I think if we were to watch it like <laughs> 10 minutes, it wouldn't feel so jarring to you. Like if we, cause like what I realized I was like prepping for the next several weeks and I was like thinking about where we were in the movie and I was like, oh yeah, song here. Yay. Yeah. So, and, and I don't mean to like be like the always negative guy, but it's just, like, it just doesn't feel like the, this is, this song is the culmination of the character arc that Gabriella has quote-unquote had in this movie. Well, I don't think... I don't want to think of it in just this movie. I want to think of it overall. Yes, we've that's what we were Gabriella's, talking about. Thank you. We've had Gabriella's association always be with Troy. And in this moment, she's talking about... She wants to be who she is. She wants to be herself. But it's, <laughs> she's tired of being defined by this relationship with Troy. It's, and I don't want you to say we haven't learned about that yet because we haven't gone through the whole song. No, what I wanted to say was, it's not like Fulton has told her, like, you can't do math. You're a lifeguard and you always will be a lifeguard. But all of Fulton's interactions are, oh, you're Troy's girlfriend. You're misbehaving because you're a girlfriend kind of thing. And, like, they've continued to do the music because not Troy's not involved. And, like, they keep having moments that are, she keeps having moments defined by Troy's either presence or absence. And so for her to say... I've got to be who I am and do my own thing. That's a very like important step to realize like in a relationship, you both are an individual and a person connected to a person. And she, she's lost that individual side of her. Yeah. I actually agree so strongly with that, that it's not even like a counter argument. It's like, I was going to say that like this song would work better. Like if this movie had given us any evidence for, who Gabriella is. Like, I've got to move on and be who I am. Yeah, what is that, Gabriella? Because nothing nothing in this movie has indicated what you care about. 
And that's, and we, we've been complaining about that, how little Gabriella dialogue we've gotten, how she's just become the girlfriend character. And, like, her having this moment, we may or may not get to see <laughs> her, like, she, we've seen glimpses of her independence and her own friendships. Her friendship with Ryan, I think, is kind of that turning point of she's finding moments without Ryan. Because even her friendship with Taylor is somewhat defined by their connection to Chad and Troy. Yeah. So... It, it It's very, like, this is hard for her because her entire East High experience has been revolving around Troy and finding Ryan this and this connection with him and finding this opportunity to dance with her friends. It still hinges on Troy, though, which is kind of an icky thing. So her to step away and yeah. be like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. It's, it's important. I, I agree. Yeah, th- that is a good message to send to the audience as well. Like, hey, young girls, you don't need to be defined by the man in your life. Um, and that's a really hard lesson for, that a lot of young people learn, that there's that balance of individual versus togetherness. Yeah. Again, it's just like nothing in this movie. We know about Gabriella's character a little bit from the first movie. She's the freaky, free, freaky science girl, freaky geek girl, whatever. But like in this movie, it's like, yeah, she's singing in the talent show. Because she likes music? She likes singing with her friends. Yeah, she likes singing. That's great. So does Martha and Kelsey. And Yeah. Well, Martha likes to dance. So hold up there, Tyler. She likes Tyler. to pop and lock. <laughs> Break. Um, no, I wanted to also point out that in this first chorus, we get we might find our place in this world someday. So they there. make... There's a place for us. I saw it, and I knew it was coming. A place we are gonna get copyright us. claimed at some point during no, this not. song. No, I wasn't singing the right notes, so we're fine. Okay. Hold my <laughs> hand, and we're halfway there. So I like how she recognizes that they are. They they do she he, she still cares about him. <laughs> yeah. They Maybe still one have day, yeah. but right now it's not working. Yeah. Like they both have to figure themselves out, which is okay. It's not it's not you, it's me. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's okay. <laughs> you just pointed to all of me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's more to this song. Yeah, we're only in the first. Um, well, we haven't seconds. talked about this. Is like oh, the like Troy's the, the reaction, act, the acting, and like the direction of the mo- of the minute. So like, it's mostly just like back and forth close ups of each of the actors, mostly on Gabriella, who's doing a really good job of like she looks sad. Like Nessa the, looks the teary, sad. The tears, the tears in the eyes, and then like maybe she gets one or two drops out. Yeah, and she like grabs Troy's hand at the right moments, and like tries to connect, like, convince, pull him in to convince him. <laughs> and Zach Efron. Oh, <laughs> he's, boy. He's doing a great job of, like, being, like, very sad and, like, confused. confused. Until he shakes his head no. <laughs> no, that's, I think that's a good actor. I don't. I think it's very I, silly. It, it, it It's funny, but it's, like, it's so, I think it's funny because it's so sincere. It's, like, he's, like, no, what's going on? Like, he's trying to process what's happening. And, it's, I mean, maybe this was Zach processing his breakup with Vanessa because they weren't dating at this point. Oh, no. They only dated up until right before the second movie. Wow. Started um, filming, so. 
Much better acting than Ansel Elgort in West Side Story when he finds out that, spoilers, um, Maria is hypothetically dead. Oh my god, that scene. (laughs) I tried so hard in the theaters not to literally laugh out loud. It took all of my strength to be like, dude, what's wrong with your face? The the ending of West Side, the remake of West Side Story, it's not as great as like, the first ninety percent of it. Uh the first ninety percent of that movie is so good. And then like the part where you're supposed to cry and everything. Uh, no. Less good. Yeah, I just watch the first ten minutes sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so good. Yeah, just the prologue, and then you get the jet song. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Really good stuff. I like when they all run up the big mound of rubble. Mm, right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good. Throws a brick. I think that and like the beginning of Newsies, the musical Newsies are are both balancing out each other now of like important things in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else about this minute? No, we got more song. It's coming, folks. Yeah, I don't mean to be so negative. I and I recently saw a tweet and a, and a friend of mine retweeted this. It's it was it said, "Men, when you're talking to a woman, do you consider that your thoughts when a woman says something is your initial reaction to like rebut or like deny or argue against that because don't do that. (laughs) And I personally think in my life, I'm not in the worst shape of that as a whole. And then I think about my role in the podcast, which (laughs) (laughs) nine times out of 10, me trying to convince you, this is not that bad. (laughs) Yes. But, but it's also part of the character that I assume for the podcast and I don't tr- like, and I'm, and it's not usually me arguing against you and just like saying no, you're wrong. Because I actually, I hope that it, this is clear that like most of the time, what you say, I actually like find a very good point, and I try to say that like, oh yes, that's a good point, and I agree with that, or I want to agree with that. <laughs> you're just not convinced yet. You don't know the movie like I do. Yeah, but yeah. Definitely something that I unpacked briefly in my head. <laughs> Hold up. Let's unpack this. <laughs> well, y'all can unpack that thought yourself and let us know how you did on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. I promise my first instinct won't be to argue with you. Or if you send us an email to let us know how you unpacked that, you can send it to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, we can reassess our roles in the podcast. Yeah, let me know. Let me know if I should just spoil everything for Tyler in the next minute. Let us know which one of us you identify with more. Do you do that with podcasts? You're like, that's the one that's me. (laughs) Because I find I, I don't re- necessarily, like, align myself with, like, one of the two hosts. It tends to be I find myself thinking the similar thought patterns to one of them. Because I don't listen... Well, I, don't, I listen to a couple scripted, but, like, for the most part, it's improv kind of stuff. And I'll find myself thinking in the same, pat like, thought pattern as one of the hosts. And I'll be like, okay, I guess I think at least think like them. Maybe I don't agree with all their points, but, like... I think the same joke as them or whatever. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't do that as much. Even on, like, Drafi. Like, I know, like, Condra. I, I guarantee Condra relates very hard to Julia and Karina. Maybe. <laughs> don't call me out like this, Tyler. <laughs> but although there are aspects between the two of them that yeah. I definitely see. I'm like, I don't know. I just, like, think, I think they're funny. I think they all have their funny personalities. They're neat. <laughs> I just think they're neat. <laughs> um, that's a Simpsons joke. 
Karina says that all the time. <laughs> no, it's Marge Simpson's holding a potato. Oh my <laughs> and god! She just that says, is "I think that. they're. I just think they're neat." Yeah, and then there's a really good uh, Happy Pride Month, y'all. Uh, a, a Marge with her head saying "bisexuals," <laughs> holding a potato that says "asexuals." I just think they're neat. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Where were we on the plugs? Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time to find out if Gabriella goes her own way. <laughs> goes her own way. You can bet on it.